spots also. So we feel like it's time to take some action and, and try to restore that stock. <coughs> Flounder spawn at uh, first become mature at 14 inches, but don't really contribute to the spawn to 15 or 16 inches. <coughs> so we're thinking that uh, raising this, this size limit up to 15 inches will uh, uh, increase the number of spawn es or fish escaping to the ocean to spawn by uh, about 30 percent. Flounder grow up in the estuary and in, in the sounds and rivers and migrate at about a year and a half uh, out to the ocean where they spawn. So what we want to do is provide more, more spawners to get offshore and hopefully that will result in more larvae mm -hmm. coming in with the tides and growing up to uh, replenish our stock. Um, we looked at a number of options with the CCA and uh, decided that, that this was the uh, best option that would have the, the uh, least impact on the fishermen <coughs> and, and accomplish what we need to accomplish. <coughs> okay, thank you, sir. Awesome. Conservation Association. Um, everything we're certainly in agreement with. Um, there are two possibilities in, uh, to address the problem. And one would be to reduce the accrual uh, limit which is currently 15 flounder per fisherman per day, um, to really have an impact and uh, allow for s some recovery. The science suggests that we would have to reduce, or, this, or the General Assembly would have to reduce the creel uh, limit to as few as two fish per person per day. Um, our membership certainly would not uh, view that positively, nor do we think the uh, other fishermen in the state would also. But in communicating with DNR, we are convinced that if we were just to address the size limit and increase it by one inch from 14 to 15, uh, it probably doubles the uh, reproductive opportunity of the female flounder um, and really accomplish maybe over two or three or four years um, the recovery rate um, that we would like to see without putting forth the idea of going to um, a drastic reduction in the creel limit. So um, we've polled our entire membership. We've talked with as many other groups as, as we can reach. Um, and I think that the, uh, the concept will be uh, well received, not totally, but will be well received and that hopefully we can come back with TNR and uh, Perhaps three years, and if we've had the success rate we've had, make adjustments accordingly. Uh, okay. Any questions? Senator Fairfield? Thank you so much. How will y'all notify um, the fishermen and all that sort of stuff? Now, see that the um, it takes effect July 1 of 2016. Do you still think that's possible with where we are? I, I assume <coughs> this has got to go over to the House. Um, should the Senate pass this bill, and you know, we're going to take a draft of what we have, um, if if uh, positive action is taken today and share it with the House, so we can have two bills coming um, and and uh, and avoid the crossover date, and which may be a somewhat of an extra issue. Um, we will work very closely with uh, DNR to educate the public uh, well in advance. Uh, I can't speak for DNR, I don't, I'm not employed there now, but they've always taken a position of um, 
really spirited to educate the public. And so between their efforts and ours, I think we can uh, fully inform fishermen. And um, again, I'm smart enough to, uh, not to be straightforward with you. I do believe that the, um, that the average recreational fisherman will, will uh, receive this favorably. Um, and uh, I think we can see the recovery rate um, that we'd like to see. Thank you. Councilor Vorey. Mr. Chairman, it, any um, does this have any impact on the commercial fishing at all? The, the size limit would apply to commercial fishermen also. Okay. Yeah, and uh, right now our commercial landing is only about 2,000 pounds a year. It's a very small fish. Fair enough. Thanks. Further questions? Okay, we have a motion on the bill. We have a motion from Senator Fairfield for fair report. Second from Senator Ory. Any discussion? Be no discussion. Go to vote. All those in favor, say aye. aye. All opposed. All right. Next um, on the agenda is document forty-six twenty-seven, which has to do with uh, registration for uh, foresters. And uh, we have anybody want to speak on the bill? Cam, you want to give us a little background on it? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> I'm Cam Crawford. I'm president of the South Carolina Forestry Association. Uh, just want to give you a little background on this so you don't think this is a unnecessary fee increase because I'm sure you would be opposing it if, if it was. LLR, a couple years ago, conducted a study of all the boards and commissions, and they found out that the board registration for foresters was actually operating deficit um, and that is just not fair to other boards and commissions who are having to subsidize it should be I'll pull it closer senator well they found that the board was not charging sufficient fees to operate so they were operating on a deficit what that means is either the taxpayers or either other boards and commission by their fees was um, subsidizing the board that's not a good way to do business we got involved with this um, by uh, statute, we make two recommendations to the governor for appointment to the board. Those are two landowners, non-foresters, and also all the foresters who are on there happen to be members of our association, and um, we recommended some changes in leadership there. The new leadership um, examined the fee structure, and now what they are um, recommending for approval is a revenue-neutral fee stream. So this. These, all of these folks are business people. They all come from the forest industry. There's not a single person who is not a businessman or, or woman on there. So they just feel like it needs to be operated as a business where you bring in sufficient um, revenue to operate. And that's what they're doing here. They're not increasing the fees beyond the, the, what it takes to operate the board. And uh, we certainly support their position on that because we think it's unfair. We certainly wouldn't want to be subsidizing other boards ourselves. So that's what we're, we're trying to do here. Okay. Any questions, Mr. Crawford? Okay. All right. I have a motion on the on the uh, regulation. I have a motion for a fair report on the regulation from the Senator from Lexington. Is there a second? Second. second. Is there any discussion? No discussion. Go to vote. All those in favor of a fair report, say aye. Next is uh, Regulation 4634, pertains to DNR-owned and leased properties and uh, some changes with regard to uh, those things. Anybody here to speak on the bill? 
gentlemen. Uh, my name's Tom Swang. I'm an assistant chief of wildlife for the agency. Um, I'm going to be very brief in my explanation, but I'll be glad to answer any questions you may have. Uh, this set of regulations would mostly expands opportunity. Uh, there are two provisions on Joe Cassie Gorges up in Pickens and Oconee County. Uh, the, the first one uh, expands the regulations to not only DNR owned land, but Duke Energy owned land, and this was done at their request, so where officers can enforce those regulations on those properties. Uh, the second one is just adding the Palmetto Trail to our trail regulations, uh, which were previously existed for the Foothills Trail. Uh, the second provision is really a cleanup of our Santee Coastal Reserve regulations, allowing public use down there, just clarifying language. Uh, if anything, there will be an increase in opportunity for the public. Uh, Liberty Hill is our new property uh, in Lancaster County. Uh, this establishes regulations for that and really the only restrictive regulation on Liberty Hill. Everything else will be our regular game zone regulations. Uh, will be all, ATVs will be prohibited on the property initially. It also establishes new regulations for our new Watery River property uh, down in lower Richland County. Uh, do we expect this property to be heavily used so we are being a little bit more cautious in these regulations initially? And we're expanding horseback riding on Lewis Ocean Bay WMA. Uh, and I'll be glad to answer your questions you may have. We're very excited, of course, to have the uh, Liberty Hill WMA up in Lancaster and Kershaw. And uh, Senator Shaheen did a tremendous amount of work to make that happen over the course of a number of years. And uh, I was skeptical that it ever would, but uh, he, uh, along with DNR and a number of other, um, another, another uh, number of other uh, natural resource agencies uh, really did a great job. And, bringing that track of land together. That's about several thousand acres and about 12 miles of shoreline, I think. Uh, and I think that uh, Senator Campson wants to try to organize a trip uh, for senators that are interested in seeing it um, to go up there. So less than an hour from, from Columbia before we adjourn this year. So um, any questions regarding this reg? Okay. Uh, is there a motion for a favorable report? A motion for a favorable report from Senator from Ori, second from Senator from Greenville. Uh, all those in favor of a favorable report, say aye. Aye. All opposed. And uh, next is uh, Reg 4635, again having to do with wildlife management areas. I'd be glad to speak on that too, Mr. Chairman. This is very simple. Uh, U.S. Forest Service acquired a new piece of property in Union County. It's Delta South WMA, actually Delta WMA. Uh, half the property we're hunting as normal games on two regulations. Uh, the the Forest Service wants to have a special area where they'll have special youth events, particularly youth events on Delta South, so that's the reason we created these regulations. We also are clarifying 40-acre rock heritage preserve WMA. Uh, these regulations are games on two regular regulations, but because of the way it had been filed in the past, there was a little bit of confusion amongst magistrates on, this, on these regulations. It's just, just a clarification, there's no change. 
and then there is a couple of clarifications in our turkey hunting, just making stuff standard as, as it is and adding uh, 40 acre rock again, the clarification there. I'll be glad to answer any questions you may have. All right, any questions? Senator Fairfield? 40 acre rock, where is it? It's in Lancaster County as well, yes sir. It's actually only about 12 acres, I think. The rock itself, yes, sir. <laughs> Maybe they exaggerated it for a tourism ploy. Um, okay. Um, any, any questions? Any more questions? Okay. I have a motion. Motion for a favorable report. Is second? Second. All those in favor, say aye. Aye. And last thing on the agenda is the... Um, okay. Uh, the last thing we have is the um, report from the Oversight Subcommittee of Fish, Game, and Forestry on the Forestry Commission. And uh, I chaired this, and uh, we uh, had a couple of meetings and reviewed uh, the review of the uh, Forestry Commission, which was conducted um, as part of the government restructuring that we passed uh, a year or so ago, and uh, an extensive review of the Agency uh, was completed, all facets of it, and uh, everything checked out, I think, quite well. There were a couple of financial indiscretions that were small that uh, were just oversights that uh, they found that uh, have subsequently been corrected. Uh, but um, we uh, have the report here, um, and uh, if there's any questions about the report, I'd be happy to uh, address those or take up anything uh, anybody may have a concern about. Okay. But uh, if you didn't haven't had a time to haven't had time to review it, I can uh, vouch that uh, that the agency is being run, um, I think, very well, and uh, we've done I think a pretty good job uh, here in the legislature in recent years in um, addressing what their main concern has been, and that's been uh, in, uh, uh, replacing bulldozers uh, with uh, the open old open cab bulldozers with a closed cab. And we have a, uh, a uh, sequence of um, funding uh, now to eventually replace most, if not all, of those bulldozers, which will be uh, much safer for the, the people that are operating them. And uh, we took some testimony and some questions about uh, you know how those units work together, how they're dispersed across the state, and it seemed like they had you know a good plan uh, for. Um, you know, fighting fires locally and Beth, and as well as congregating uh, the equipment um, in a certain area of the state if need be, like you know, we had the fires in Horry County uh, several years ago. So any questions about the report? Okay, if not, I have a motion for a favorable report on the report. So moved and second. Any discussion? No discussion. Move to vote. All those in favor, say aye. aye. We stand adjourned. <laughs>